And I'm going to sing a song because I can and can. Hello, uh, this is Johnny Townsend. Welcome to another edition, another great episode. I'm sorry, I'm going to go ahead and say it's great, even though it hasn't happened yet. So it could be terrible. Who knows? Of History Creeps. And as always, I'm joined by the very cool, the very calm, collected, and some say sex symbol, Carter Johnson. I really appreciate that intro. And then also, uh, hey, sex symbol, calm down. I got to get the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) And also joined by the intelligent, the smart, the new era of James Bond, if you will, Chris Chavez. New era of James Bond. I like that. You're welcome. It's what I do. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And I uh, am, of course, the new era of just a sad and lonely man. That that uncle that you don't want your kids around. (laughs) Don't quote that. Edit that out. Edit that out. Johnny Townsend. (laughs) Awesome. What's up, guys? What's going on? Oh, man. Another, Another episode I'm excited for. This Another, one's going to be a good one, yeah. I'm I'm very interested to hear what you got for this one. Well, this is a you know an, a mystery from a long time ago, so we need to keep this up to date for the kids. It's an ep. <laughs> it's not an episode, Chris. They call them eps now. An ep. Already. It's short and everything. This is the generation in which they took the word babe, B-A-B-E, and took a letter out of it because babe was too long. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think that's what it was, but did you know I found out it's actually an acronym? Don't tell me any different. I like uh, how I think. <laughs> Well, wait, what's it an acronym for? Now no, I, gotta... I want to be ignorant, Carter. No, I got to know now, man. <laughs> you really want to know? Yeah. Well, what's it stand for? It stands for before anyone else. Oh, I like my story better. That's boring. <laughs> I thought it was your story, too. I thought the same thing. And I was like, these kids are getting lazy, man. Taking... That's what, that's what uh, some of the younger people told me it was. Really? Maybe they were just lying to me because I'm like the old man now. <laughs> <laughs> The guy's in his thirties. He's not. A, he's not important anymore. So don't just lie to me. Exactly. He'll <laughs> believe this dumb story. Oh man. Yeah. No. I. I just. I. I'd heard that for the longest time. I was like, these kids. They're just lazy anymore. Can't even say the word babe. I'll keep the B in my name. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Leave the B in it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Man. Don't mess with the B. It still sounds. Right. It still sounds weird. Even yeah, if I know what it means. Man apartment. Yeah. Right, it sounds like a met. Like, who really goes around saying that's my before anyone else? No one says that. Nobody. <laughs> well, say it because it's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll say this. I've seen a cool hashtag from this guy that's a Dragon Ball Z fan, and it says hashtag Android eighteen is Bay. Well, I will post- say he seems like posting pictures of himself with Android eighteen. Like, it's really funny. Nobody's ever said the words "cool" and hashtag together. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> He's I a- I just we're didn't know. History. I'm, I'm a trendsetter. So. Yeah, we're making history on history creeps. That's job. exactly right. <laughs> you know who else made history, guys? Who's that? John Wilkes Booth. Oh, Johnny Wilkes. Oh, <laughs> John- <laughs> <laughs> oh Johnny Wilkes Boothy. <laughs> Good old Wilkie. That Good crazy boy. What's he been up to? Well, he's up to killing the president. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> normal day at the office. <laughs> Can you like imagine having been his friend? What it was like to be his friend? Like, like we all know we 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 fairly somewhat know each other, and then all of a sudden we find out one of us goes and kills the president. Well, you know, like anytime somebody does something really heinous or whatever, mm-hmm. they always interview his friends or neighbors, mm-hmm. and they always go, "I never thought he could do something like he was this." The he was always very quiet, sweetest yeah. boy. 
We played cards the other night. I saw. I once saw him help a, a hurt frog across the road. I feel like when you're saying that, what both of you are saying is that you're looking at me as the odd one out. There. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of us does write horror films. <laughs> Same thing. Oh, man. Yeah. So, Johnny Wilkies. What's Mr. Wilkies up to? Well, he's up to quite a bit. <laughs> you, know, the, you know, he's obviously, I'm going to assume everybody knows, if you at least had one eye open during a history class, that he's the one who assassinated Abraham Lincoln in 1865. Yeah. At Ford's Theater. Have you guys ever been there? I've been there. I've, I've never been there. been there. No, actually. It's really kind of cool, actually. It, it feels weird, but, like, when you actually go in there, it, it's kind of interesting because you you really get the sense that you're standing in a you know a, a place that is just steeped in in history. Yeah, you just sense some... history. Did you go to the house across the street that they took him to? No, I, I like I saw it, but I didn't. I didn't go. To, it, this was man. This was like probably twenty years ago. I went with my family when I was you know when I was younger. But, but yeah, after, the, after he was shot, you know, they, they carried him across. And he's really tall, the tallest president we ever had. And they uh, carried him across to the house next door or across from the street. And, uh, like, that house is really small, too. So I don't know how they got him up there. The guy was over six foot something. Who's taller, him or LeBron James? LeBron James. Oh, was he? Yeah. How, how tall was but he? If you, ask, if you ask me who's the better all-around player, now that's <laughs> Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> who's, uh, how tall was Lincoln? He was six two, six three, around in there. Wow, that is pretty tall for. I'm thinking right. You're gonna make me. I'm gonna Google this. <laughs> Actually, you should Google. I don't want yeah. to tell the story. You today. Tell your story. I'll look at. I'll look that up. <laughs> I know he's the tallest president though, and that's without the top hat. <laughs> Why? Plus, yeah. What is up with that six, top hat? It's always six the top four. Hat. He's six, six four. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You know who the second tallest was? Hmm. That's a good question. Georgie W. Oh, really? Yep. Really? George Washington. Oh, I thought you said Bush for that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought he meant, too. That's, that's, why, that's why I had to clarify, because then I realized, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. We had a George W. Bush, so I better <laughs> clarify that one. And then <laughs> third in line, Barry O, as in Barack Obama. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. And now, I, how tall is LeBron James, so we can settle this score once and for all? LeBron James has got to be 6'7", somewhere around there. Uh, let's see. LeBron James's height. He is six eight. Look at that! Wow. wow. He's a tall, humongous man. He would have. Dwar- yeah, that is a tall human being right there. He's dwarfing yeah. Lincoln. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that would have been. That would have been their nightmare back then. Well, well, back then, you know, people were actually not as tall either. So Lincoln even there's famous photograph of Lincoln on a battlefield. Uh-huh. Uh, he's like meeting with all the generals and stuff, and he just he's head and shoulders above everybody else there. That's funny. That's that must have been quite imposing. And then I, I heard like when he spoke, he had a higher voice. So like, you see, he had this big guy coming at you. Then all of a sudden, I was like, "Hello." Yeah, he had a higher voice. He had a really good sense of humor. He always told jokes and stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of little stories he loved to tell, little anecdotes and stuff like that. Uh, but this is not about Abraham Lincoln. No, this is about his mortal enemy. Yeah, that he, didn't even, he wasn't even aware of. <laughs> not at all. Do you know what I wasn't aware of? Uh, and and this plays into your story is. We're always like we know Abraham Lincoln as a beloved president, but during that time, like he was really hated by a lot of the country, not just the South. His election literally divided the country. Yeah, yep. But a lot of people, even up north, didn't like him. Exactly. 
Yeah, he even um, his cabinet. He on purpose made his cabinet uh, full of people who wouldn't always agree with him. He did, he did that on purpose because he didn't want to just have people who'd say yes to him. Hmm. That's okay. smart. And, but he would also always tell stories. Y'all, have you guys seen that Lincoln movie? Yeah, yeah. It's that's that's pretty close. Like he would always tell jokes and stuff, and all the people that just hated him for it because they were way too serious. Yeah, Daniel Day Lewis is an amazing actor too. He did oh, a great. Oh job. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, the so. one that's the one where he put. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. It's very good. I liked it. Who played John Wilkes Booth in the film? Do we know? I don't remember. Um, Johnny Wilkes, Johnny Wilkie. Uh, don't know. <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter. Bob Saget. <laughs> We're just gonna say Bob Saget. <laughs> Deej, hold on a second. I've got to go shoot the president. Exactly. <laughs> All, right. All right, Johnny. Yeah, you, bring us into the show, man. Give us, give us the story. <laughs> uh, well, Lincoln's obviously important to the story of Booth. Um, you know, Booth was uh, was born in 1838. His parents. Uh, his dad was Junius Brutus Booth, which is not a name that we would know. But actually, he was born in England, and he was a famous actor in England. And when I say actors, see, we don't realize, but back then, actors were all in place because obviously there was no television. And they were, the television of the day was the actors on stage. So that's, that's a, you either a, a leader, and that's how you got famous, or you invented something, and that's how you got famous, or you're an actor in plays and stuff, and that's how you got famous. So he was, he was regarded as one of the best ever. And he actually had a wife and a family over there in England, and then he moved without them to the United States. And he kept telling his wife over there that uh, he was over here just with a job acting. But while he was over here, he happened to also have another family, start another family. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's but, where both come in. Scandal. Hold on. He's at, is he? He's acting in. This is the 1800s, so there's no film yet, right? It's. Do correct. they have black and white films yet? The silent films then. No, and if they did, they wouldn't even hear them. That was the 1920s, right? Correct. Okay, so this is yeah, all this is before that. Stage I mean, we just there. now we just now really got photography now. Okay, yeah, really. Uh, but like that's and his dad, even in the United States, his dad became a famous uh, actor, and then um, you know Booth also had a brother Edward who also was a famous actor, and then Booth, when he turned 17, obviously went into acting as well, mm-hmm. and he's actually regarded as just for his acting, he was one of the best actors at that time. And he was uh, he was very physical with his acting. He said he did a lot of like the stunts and stuff, you know, all the fighting. And you know, when I say acting, it's like uh, Hamlet and stuff like that. Yeah, Shakespearean. Yeah, a lot of Shakespearean yeah. stuff. Uh, he um, that was that was something I was shocked to find out as well in doing research on on Booth was that that he was a, a, a well known high you know a highly respected actor of the time. He like, would sell out theaters everywhere he went. He would sell them out because his name was on there. Yeah, and and very they, everyone said he was super charismatic and like very charismatic. He was considered one of the he was considered very attractive for a man, but he was like the Brad Pitt of his day. I was about to say that would be like Brad Pitt or, or or George Clooney today murdering the president just out of nowhere. It shocked yeah. people. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so, I kind of expect a guy like Booth to to be a crappy actor, you know. Or a, a like mad, when you, when you first man. hear about it, you kind of you know the guys. Maybe that's like what led him to it. You know, is that he's mad because he's not very good at it. But no, <laughs> he 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 was like it's just like what you just said. If it was George Clooney, yeah, <sighs> like what? <laughs> that's scary, man. <laughs> yeah. So his dad, so his dad was a famous actor as well. Right, his dad was a famous actor. His brother was a famous actor. Uh, he became a famous actor himself. Uh, they lived on a family farm that happened to have slaves. Uh, 
uh, you know, which was very common back then. And they were living in Maryland, which, you know, is really close to Washington, D.C. right there. Yeah. He, uh, Booth began acting at 17, like I said. And what's even more fascinating about the story to me is if you realize that uh, he was like only in his 20s when he when he killed Lincoln. He was a very young person. He wasn't that old at all. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was very. He wasn't. That, he wasn't that old. I but, figured he was in his thirties. Yeah, same here. Yeah. But what's even crazier though is there's a lot of times in his life where him and Lincoln would kind of cross paths. You know, obviously Lincoln being the president was a very famous person, and Booth, from uh, you know, ever since he became into the spotlight, he was very pro Confederacy. Mm-hmm. He was more for that. He felt like uh, the white man was superior. He was very much like that. Uh, he was all for slavery. I know he, he felt he really felt Lincoln was a, a tyrant, like he was just overstepping yeah. his yeah. bounds. Yeah, he really he completely felt that Lincoln was a tyrant. And in fact, when he killed Lincoln, he thought that everybody was going to be uh, singing his praise in a newspaper. <laughs> yeah, he thought he was going to be a national hero. Yeah, to the point where he actually even got a paper just to see his name in there, and he got a, a quite a different story out of it. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. But what's even crazier is. Like uh, Booth became really famous during the Civil War, which lasted four years from sixty-one to sixty-five, uh, from eighteen hundreds guys, guys and girls. <laughs> and uh, he, so during his time, he was going all across the country because as an actor, he could do that, and it wouldn't really matter because he was going from the south to the north, south to the north all the time, and it didn't matter because he was an actor. He wasn't really, they didn't really raise any flags, even though he was super, super pro-Confederate. Yes, you know that. Anti-Lincoln. But the point is, as an actor, he could go anywhere. So obviously, he since he was pro-Confederate, he a lot of people think he was a... Actually, he even said himself, he told his sister that he was actually a Confederate spy and a secret agent, and he would always slip the Confederacy some stuff all the time. Yeah, I knew that he was this comp- like he was obsessed with being con- like the Confederate Army. Yeah, he wanted to be a soldier. I guess he had a friend he wanted, who... Uh, he wanted to be a soldier... <laughs> But the reason that he didn't was because his mom, who he was actually very close to, asked him not to do it. And he promised he wouldn't. Yes, and he promised he wouldn't. That's the only reason he never did it. But they said that all during it, even though while he, while he was acting, he felt like he was a coward because he never went to war for something that he personally believed in. <laughs> he was the Bobby Boucher of his time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not going to – I promise, Mama, I'm not going to play in the wall. <laughs> so, you know, all during the war, both sides, the Confederacy and the Union, uh, were always trying to think of ways to kidnap or whatever the leader of the other. So, in other words, Jefferson Davis and Lincoln were always targets. Mm-hmm. It was said at first, the first thing he wanted to do was kill Lincoln was one of the first things. But but Davis actually uh, had a lot of respect for Lincoln and refused that. He didn't want to kill him. He just wanted him kidnapped or something. Mm-hmm. So Booth was one of the ones who would try to kidnap Lincoln at one point. In March of 1865, they actually set up a thing to kidnap Lincoln, but Lincoln never showed up. Lincoln had a routine that he usually would do, like he would always travel. And most of the time, which is unheard of now, he would travel alone, like Secret Service and all that wasn't with him. He would go by himself. Did they have it back then? They had He had guards and stuff. I don't know if it's called Secret Service. But. I was going to say, where were they at Ford's Theater? You know what I mean? Well, that's another. I'm getting to that. That's oh, okay. coming off. Ooh, okay. Because technically there was one, but he was getting drunk at the time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so there's a failed attempt there, and all this time people claim that one of the other conspiracies is that up in Canada there was a lot of Confederate sympathizers up there, 
And Booth would go up there a lot. And they think it was, he was getting a lot of money and stuff up there from the Confederacy to do the, to fund uh, the stuff that he was doing to you know help everything out and to help their cause, I guess, is the best mm-hmm. way to put it. Yeah. But that, the only reason I don't know if that's true or not is just because as an actor, he was very well paid. He had a lot of money himself. Like yeah. he was a very rich man. I saw that. I saw like he would be seen around town wearing the most expensive of clothing and, and like dressed to the nines at all times. He was like Mister Fashion at the time. Yeah, I think I read somewhere where like he got like a thousand per show, which back then's insane. Yeah. It's like money, yeah, yeah. So he was very well known, uh, you know. And I don't think people realize how famous he was. I mean, it's literally would be the same as if, like you said before, if if uh, you know George Clooney try to assassinate someone really you know <laughs> really important politically mm-hmm. it's the same it's the same thing Insane. so anyway so uh what ended up happening is that the civil war ended you know lee surrendered and that just set booth off he was very upset about this so he decided to change his plan from kidnapping to of course killing his original plan you guys might know this his original plan was not only just to kill Lincoln, but they also wanted to take out the vice president and the secretary of state. Yeah. That was the original plan. They were going to do them all at the same time. Right. Yeah. Because he had conspirators. He had other people with him carrying out these other murders at the same time. Yeah. He had a couple, consp- he had quite a few actually. They'd always meet in uh, the Surrette boarding house. Mm-hmm. They'd, they'd always meet there and they would always uh, talk about stuff. And that's where he finally said, Hey, we're going to do this. It was like three guys and a woman, right? There's actually more than that, but that's the main that's the main core. Is just three guys and a lady. Okay, and she's actually very interesting too. And we'll get to her here in a second. Yeah, when I found out uh, the little tidbit of knowledge about her, I was like, oh, look at that. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So anyway, um, so his conspirators were he had David Harold, uh, who he was actually the guy who was with Booth at the farm, or you know, or they say it's Booth. <laughs> uh, you had uh, George. I want to say his last name wrong. Astor Root or something like that. Uh, he was actually from another country. Originally, and you had Lewis Powell, and the lady was uh, Mary Surrett. She's the one actually on that boarding house they always meet at. Her son, uh, John Surrett, and then you had Michael O'Loughlin, and then Samuel Mudd were the ones who were always with them. They were always conspiring. But they said that, you know, <clears throat> when the war ended, Lincoln gave a speech mm-hmm. at the White House, and Booth was there. Yeah, I heard that. And you can actually, if I, you can actually see him in the picture, there's a famous photograph. Of Lincoln, and you can actually confine Booth in it. Really? Oh, that's yep. messed up. We'll, yeah. have, we'll have to put that up on the Facebook page. That's really cool. So the whole time he's just simmering about this, you know? Right. And he never, you know, like I said before, he wasn't able to be a soldier because he'd promised his mom that he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So he felt like a coward, and he wanted to do something to save his beloved Confederacy. So the only thing he could think of, of course, was to kill Lincoln. And Lincoln, to him, was an evil guy anyway, and he'd be doing the the world, not just our country, the world a favor by doing this. So here, so here's what actually happened. Obviously, um, Lincoln went to go see a play with his wife. Do we know the name of the play? It was a uh, something cousin. Was it? It was a comedy. I know that. The Mark of Zorro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's uh, my brother's cousin or something like that. Okay. It was a, it was a comedy because I, I know it was that a comedy it was for all, sure. It was raucous laughter during the time. Because <laughs> Lincoln loved comedies, he's a, he loved comedy and stuff, which is very odd because he was actually a very depressed man. Uh, they um, they obviously had a balcony seat because he was the president. Mm-hmm. Booth found out that day that that's when Lincoln was going to be there because 
It was at the Ford's Theater, and that's where Booth was at all the time. Booth mm-hmm. was a regular there. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew Booth. That's actually where Lincoln, uh, a couple years before, had seen a play called The Marble Heart, in which Booth was in, and actually saw Booth in a play and knew who Booth was. Right. And the story goes that he actually asked to meet with Booth, but afterwards to tell him that he was really good in it, but Booth refused to meet him. Yeah, because he was so pro-Confederate. I'd heard that story as well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's messed up, too. Yeah, he was like, go screw yourself, Lincoln. Yeah, well, actually, he said, according to them, he said something even more harsh, and I won't even say it on here, but... Yeah, 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 it was def- <laughs> it's definitely yeah. more harsh. You don't want to repeat that. <laughs> uh, it's definitely not a language we accept this day and age, and we shouldn't. So, anyway, he... Uh, it was... It was it was it, what is, what was it that he said? Honestly, you don't have to actually say it, but it was something like, "I'd rather shake the hand of a slave" or something like that. I'd rather have the praise. That's of a slave. very nicely, but yeah, something to that. Yes, the slave yeah. was not the term he used, but yes. Oh uh, yeah, correct. Yeah, pretty much. You're nailing the head. Don't talk. <laughs> All right. So so he decided that night they were going to do their plan. He was going to kill Lincoln. Uh, I'm going to look through my notes that George Azarut or Azarat was going to kill Andrew Jackson, who's the vice president. And then Lewis Powell was going to kill the Secretary of State, which is William Seward. And where was Andrew Jackson and William Seward? Where were they? Like, they, were, I, they were all in Washington, too, as far as I'm aware. I know, I know, I know Seward was because Seward had actually just been in a, a really bad carriage accident. Hmm. He was already laid up in bed. Like he was, he had severe injuries already. Oh, okay. But that's that, so that's their plan. They're going to do it all tonight. Mm-hmm. So here's what happens: the guy who's going to kill Jackson loses his nerve. Yeah. So he doesn't even go to Jackson's house. Instead, he gets drunk. I'd heard about never, that. Yeah. yeah, never even goes there. Uh, Lewis Powell did go to the Secretary of State's house. He actually ended up stabbing his son. Uh, I think he tried to stab somebody else. And he stabbed the Secretary of State, who was already injured oh. numerous times, and then took off. And But the Secretary of State lived somehow. You couldn't kill this guy. <laughs> Jeez. He, he actually survived that. He was the Kenny, Kenny of Civil War era. Lord. <laughs> so anyway, so the only one that was actually completely successful was Booth. And since he, uh, you know, like everybody knew him there at the Ford's Theater, he pretty much could go wherever he wanted. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying earlier, the one of Lincoln's soldiers, and he never traveled with very many, he'd always have very few, uh, was in the bar getting drunk. So he wasn't even there. So it was easy for Booth to actually go up to, go up to the balcony pull his gun out, and shoot Lincoln in the back of the head. So he does that. Obviously, there's a, there's a pandemonium ensues. Uh, he jumps down from the balcony to the floor because he had actually barricaded himself in so nobody could come in after him behind him. Mm-hmm. So he jumps down to the floor, breaks his leg doing it, uh, and he screams, uh, Sick Sipper Tyrannus, which uh, means... Uh, What's that mean? I have it somehow. It's it's Latin. Something like the same for... Just ever to tyrants. Oh, that's it. And then, and then limps off as fast as he can. He gets on a horse, and he and he gets away. He had somebody helping him, right? He had a lot of people helping him. He actually that David Harold. He actually was the one who went with him. They both took off together, mm-hmm. and that's what happened there. Uh, so he he escapes, and this is where it gets crazy. Like Lincoln's dying, so they take him across the street. Like I said before. And then as he's dying, they want to know who did this. And if they were in a packed play, because everybody knew Lincoln was going to be there, so the house was packed. So everybody saw him do this, they know, and they knew who he was because he was a famous actor, so everybody said it was Booth. Yeah. 
So Booth knows he's got to get out of town, and he can get out of town. He heads to Virginia with David Harold, and they end up at at the farm at the uh, somebody's farm there, which is where he Richard Garrett's farm in Port Royal, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And this is twelve days later, so twelve days after Lincoln dies. So it's one of the largest manhunts in all of our country, especially at that time. It was the largest. Yeah, trying to find a man who did this, and all the people who uh, conspired with it, because they found all these people too. Imagine what it was like then, too. No internet, no 24-hour news cycle. So it was just kind of like you heard this happen, and then there's a lot of waiting around until you heard the next bit of news. Yeah, that's all there was. Yeah. You, you, there's no phones either. Yeah. The JWB gang's on the loose, and then you wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you had uh, – there were roadblocks and stuff in Washington, but you know he was able to evade those to get out mm. because uh, he left as soon as he had done what he did. And, you know, they, they probably didn't know they needed to stop him. Which, like – you remember how he said, like, he really honestly thought he was going to be praised as a hero. Then why would he yeah. blockade himself in and run? Do you know what I mean? Why, I did, why he didn't he knew, stand there waiting I don't know for the sure. I know what you're saying. But I think he knew that the initial thing was he literally just murdered a person. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, you're it, right. You're right. He just murdered somebody. So he's taken off. But he literally had it in his head that he thought the next day he would get a newspaper and it would just say how great he was. And then he'd, he'd uh, walk into town down the main street. Yeah, he walks into town just saying a do what did he and everybody be like, Oh, let's throw the ad- adoration and like uh, throwing rose petals at him and Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our hero. Women are holding babies out to ki- for him to kiss. Yeah. That's literally what he thought. <laughs> and then he he sees murderer his his name plastered across all these newspapers. Yeah, his 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 uh his frown, as they say, turned upside down. <laughs> and and these uh and and these uh and a lot of times, a lot of the things that reference Lincoln were like words like beloved, uh, you know, um, great president, and and like I said at the time, it was weird because it wasn't really thought that way. Uh, well, he, he, had, he had just ended the well, he didn't really end a civil war, but as the president during the time, he's the one that kind of kept our country together. Yeah, uh, and he uh, so obviously the war just ended and everybody was ready for it to end. That was the bloodiest war mm-hmm. for Americans ever. Uh, so everybody was ready for it to end anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's the highest he was ever going to be, as in people supporting him was then. <laughs> and then that's when he decides Booth decides to kill him, which could have been the worst time ever. Yeah, right after everyone's. It should have been during when everyone hated him. Then there might have been a different story. But after the fact, when yeah. everyone's like, "Thank you," <laughs> somebody told him too late. Yeah, so, they, so he literally, what he thought he was doing was ending a tyrant, and what he did was, like, he actually made him more of an icon than yeah. he was before. Yeah, that's true. Is what he ended up doing. But, uh, so, you know, they make it to the um, Richard Garrett's uh, farm, him and uh, the David Harold did, and they're hiding out there. And then finally, some soldiers catch up to him there. They yell for him to come out. And now, the orders were to catch booth alive and this is part of the conspiracy they were supposed to catch him alive because they wanted to know who all was in involved in this they knew it wasn't just him so the idea was to catch him alive put him on trial and all that stuff so that's what they wanted to do hmm. so when he's in the barn he's, he tells them that he's not going to come out mm-hmm. what happens is david harold comes out david harold comes out surrenders and he actually, somebody, one of the soldiers said that he claimed that's not Booth inside, that he had said that. So that's where part of the conspiracy comes in. Yeah. They set the barn on fire to smoke Booth out. <laughs> Booth eventually has to come out, and he's shot by Boston Corbett in the neck. Boston Corbett shoots him in the neck, and it takes him three hours to die. 
Yeah. The whole time you can't speak. You can't speak. It's a very slow death. Very painful death. And that's the end of, some would say, John Wilkes Booth. But the thing is, here's where you get into the conspiracies. Yeah. So here we go. This is for Carter. I know he loves this stuff. This is the, oh, yeah. This oh, is the, yeah, creeps, the creeps part of the show. This is, yeah, this <laughs> is the creeps part. Obviously, the first thing is, did he do it alone? And we already know he had some conspirators, like I said. Mm-hmm. Every name that I, that I named to you was, uh, was put on trial. Mm-hmm. David Harold, um, George Astor, I'm going to say that name wrong. I won't get murdered for that, and I should. Lewis Powell, uh, all, all three of those guys were hung. They were hung for the crimes in July of 1865. Yep. Also hung was Mary Surratt, making her the first woman ever executed by the United States. Which makes this the second History Creeps episode ever to hold the topic of a woman holding a record for first execution. We had, uh, what was her name? Silver. Oh, yeah, Silver down here in North Carolina. The first yeah, woman in North, first ones in North Carolina to ever be executed. And now we have the first woman to be executed in our country. Yeah, by story. our country, in our country. Pretty intense. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. It was by our country. Like she was executed. Yeah. She was put on trial, found guilty, and that was a big that was a big deal then too because a lot of people didn't want her to be killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of uh, speculation as to how involved she really was, mm-hmm. but they killed her anyway. So that's part of the part of your thing there. Uh, Mary Al, uh, Michael O'Laughlin was actually Booth's child, uh, childhood friend and was also a Confederate soldier. He actually ended up living because he turned himself in, mm-hmm. so they didn't. So he didn't get the the. You know, he didn't get hung, but he did die of, of yellow fever in prison. Now, now Samuel Mudd, Dr. Samuel Mudd, is important because he's the guy. You remember I told you that Booth had broke his leg? Mm-hmm. Well, when Booth's running away, he goes to Dr. Mudd first, and Dr. Mudd fixes his leg. Mm-hmm. And they claim that they were able to find uh, uh, somewhere in there that he had, knew, he had knew Booth before then. So he was put on trial, and he was actually just, he got life in prison, but he was pardoned in 1869. And then John Surrett, which is Mary Surrett's son, he was no, he wasn't in Washington when they did this, and he went as soon as he heard what had happened. He left the United States. He fled. He went to Europe, and they didn't catch him until he was in Egypt in 1866. And he, then he was never convicted after that. So I don't know how he got off, but he did. That's another part of it. And then of course I told you that you know Booth was supposed to be uh, captured alive. Yeah, that's what they but said. That's what yeah. they were told. But he was killed by Boston Corbett. Now, Boston Corbett is a very interesting person. <laughs> uh, in his younger days, he was a drunk. Mm-hmm. But then he, I guess you would say he found God or whatever his uh, version of God was because he became a crazy zealot. Like he was on the streets. He's one of those guys on the streets yelling. That the end of the world was tomorrow. He was yelling that you needed to repent for your sins, yep. all that kind of thing. And he was one of those guys. But here's a story about this man that would tell you how crazy he was. <laughs> <laughs> For lack of a better term. Yeah. They said one time two pro- uh, prostitutes approached him. And you know when uh, – man, I want to try to keep this PG. <laughs> when ladies show you attention sometimes, it brings attention in another area of your, of your manhood. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. So that happened to him. And so instead of acting on it, what he does is he goes home, he takes a pair of scissors. Oh, no. And no. after he was done, he didn't have testicles anymore. No. Oh, oh man. And after he does that, he goes to a prayer meeting. And then after the prayer meeting, after praying, that's when he goes to the hospital. Oh, my God. 
Jesus. No wow. Kidding, right? Yeah, so this guy was out there. You know, like I said before, Booth was supposed to be caught alive. They wanted him alive so they could get more information out of him. The orders were specifically not to shoot. And Corbett shot him anyway. Shoot him. And when he shot him, he said he was told by God that God told him he was supposed to kill him. Shoot him. What the heck? So that's why he did it. That's part of the conspiracy. And the other thing is, uh, somebody, a couple people said that they knew that was John Wilkes Booth, but it didn't look like John Wilkes Booth. This is the stuff I'd heard about. Yeah. It didn't uh, look like John Wilkes Booth? Yes. That's what they said. They said, I know it was John Wilkes Booth, but it didn't look like John Wilkes Booth. It was one of the quotes that somebody had said that was there, one of the soldiers. Uh, and another thing was, apparently Booth had like some uh, scars or something that would identify him. Mm-hmm. And they were either were not on that body or something like that. Some claim. Yeah. The reason they said it didn't look like him was because John Wilkes Booth had black hair, and the guy that they pulled out of the barn had red hair. Uh, he also had his sh- uh, mustache shaved off, um, and there was no, there didn't seem to be any injury to the guy's leg. I believe uh, that's mustache. Sorry, a lot of people make that mistake. <laughs> the mustache. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, know. I know. I mean, most people that's say weird. mustache. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, they, this was. Uh, Apparently, there were a few soldiers that um, had been on the scene and uh, later on in life had gone on to write in their diaries or in their papers saying that that wasn't John Wilkes Booth, that they were told to keep quiet and say it was so that the country could move on. Yeah, that's part of the conspiracy. So to this day, a lot of people claim that that wasn't Booth and actually claim that uh, uh, another person who died years later, obviously... Uh, on his deathbed, said that he was actually Booth. John St. Helen. You guys, you know about that guy? Go for it. John St. Helen. Uh, I, there, there's not much about it, obviously. All I know is he erupted in like the 1980s. <laughs> <laughs> that was his grandmother. Oh, Mount St. Helen. Mount. Right. <laughs> his grandmother, Mount. Uh, so, yeah, no, John St. Helen was this guy that lived in Texas. Uh, in the mid 1870s, he got real sick. And he, he totally thought he was dying. He thought he was going to be on his deathbed. So he summoned his attorney, um, who was a friend. He was a close friend of his. And, uh, you know, he came over to, t- to tell him his last will and testament. And, and this is what he wants done. Um, but then he also laid this other bombshell on him. He told him his name wasn't really John St. Helen. His name was John Wilkes Booth. Uh, and that he was um, basically the guy who killed President Lincoln and he laid out everything, told him how he escaped from Washington, um, everything he did, told, laid out the plans to how they were going to uh, abduct the president at first. But then he decided to kill him after um, he had seen the uh, the president's speech at the White House. And I guess during that speech, the president had said along the lines of wanting Afri- the, the slaves to have a right to vote. And that, yes. that incensed him. That was what was just like, that's it. I'm done. You've given our country away. You're, I, I'm not abducting you. I'm killing you. Um, so he laid the whole thing out for the, the this friend of his, the uh, the attorney. The attorney thought this that his friend was hallucinating. He thought he was just, you know, he's on the verge of death. He's just saying all this crazy nonsense. Uh, but then the guy didn't die. He ended up, like, pulling through whatever the illness was, and then he moved away. And it says, I guess, for a quarter of a century, until 1903, um, the, the lawyer hadn't heard from the guy, hadn't heard a thing from his friend. He had just disappeared. Well... One day in 1903, this guy named David George ends up drinking a glass of wine that was laced with strychnine. Uh, and when he died, the grand the granddaughter um, summoned 
this guy's friends because all his papers were, were in, in this guy's stuff. So he calls him and says, listen, he says he's a friend of yours. And this guy's like, I don't know a Dave, David George. So he comes out and realizes, no, this is John St. Helen. And in doing so, like um, apparently whatever they did with the body at that time to prepare it for death, they realized this guy had never, or I guess he had had a broken leg. He had had the same kind of uh, injuries that John's, uh, John Wilkes Booth had had. So they ended up mummifying this guy's body to try to actually prove the, you know, later on that this was uh that there was a lie. Um, but th- that, um, they had not killed John Wilkes Booth, that he had survived. And I don't know how true this is, but apparently the, any kind of, um, examinations of the body did show those scars and, the, you know, the evidence that the leg had been broken. Do they not ever do DNA test on it? I'd like to know that. That would be extremely interesting to see nowadays, uh, where that holds up, you know? Yeah, they got to be able to do something, I would assume. Uh, I'll mark it another, down. Another deal. little fun tidbit yeah. that I found was very interesting. is like I told you before, Booth had a brother named Edwin who was also a very famous actor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Lincoln had a son, Robert, who's his oldest son. who's the only uh, member of the Lincoln family to actually survive. There's no, uh, I think I read somewhere, there's actually no descendants of Lincoln right now alive. Wow. Because uh, Robert never had any children. Uh, but anyway, uh, apparently Robert and Edwin, who is John Wilkes Booth's uh, brother, were both at a train station, at the same train station. And Robert lost his footing and was going to fall onto the tracks in front of a train. And Edwin saved his life. Really? Yeah. And did they know each other? Well, uh, he, uh, Robert knew who Edwin was because he was famous. But Edwin didn't uh, didn't find out two years later that that was Robert he had saved. Wow. That's interesting. That's yeah. really cool. Is that, is that all insane? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's kind of creepy, too. Synchronicity, yeah. man. <laughs> great film. <laughs> I actually never seen it. But great, yeah. great album. Uh, so that's, that's the curious story of John Wilkes Booth, the one guy who thought he was a hero, but obviously uh, he, was, uh, he wasn't. No, not at all. He killed one of the most beloved presidents of all time. It's crazy because they say like he really, truly, 100% believed it. It wasn't anything like, I don't like it that we're losing, I'm going to kill this guy. It was it, no, not that kind of animosity. He truly thought he was doing something to help his country. You know in the cartoons and the movies where uh, the unpopular kid... Uh, thinks he does. If he does this one thing, then he gets these daydreams where, like, the jocks <laughs> in the school are holding him up on their shoulders. <laughs> yeah. his name. It's like I, in, feel like I feel like that's what he thought was going to happen. He would daydream, uh, you know, like that's what's going to happen when I, you know, murder this person. You know, like in a Christmas story when he's daydreaming in class about shooting the burglars with that rifle, yeah. and then they're all carrying him on his shoulders, and everyone's cheering, hip hip hooray, yeah, yeah. just like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so the opposite. Yeah. God, how his he just his day just went from great to nothing when he saw that headline. Yeah, yeah. See, that, that's when I think he realized that his his uh, he was in trouble. That was it, right? Well, I didn't realize that uh, that there was a conspiracy theory that they they hadn't killed him. Yeah, there was uh, that he had gotten away. I didn't know that one. That's a good one, Johnny. I'm gonna have to remember that one. Yeah, look that up. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of people, like uh, Chris was saying, a lot of people said the guy who was out of the barn had red hair. And like I told you, it took the guy three hours to die, so they had plenty of time to look at him. And there was no and there was no way for him to say, it wasn't me or it's not me, because they shot him right through the throat. He couldn't speak. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, see, and again, that's, that's that thing. Apparently it was like, the conspiracy idea is that 
we need a scapegoat. We need a body. And so make sure you get a body. Make sure you make, sh- you know, make sure it's so that he doesn't say anything. So maybe he did try to keep him alive. You know, it said take him alive, but he wanted to shoot his throat out. I don't know. No, well, I would say that, but when Corbett shot him, he said afterwards that God had told him to kill him. So. Oh, that's true. Finish him. Yeah, he said, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Mortal Kombat! Fatality by musket. Do, 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 do. Oh, man. And if I was playing as Jungle Spooth, I'd just leg sweep all the time. It's the only move that ever worked for me on that game. Yeah, because you you know you get a gun, but you only get one bullet. Yeah. If you just keep leg sweeping, you know, every time they stand up, they just fall right back down. <laughs> Am I right, Mortal Kombat fans? Some, sometimes oh, yeah. you got to throw, you got to right. change it up and do the jump kick right when they're standing up. Yeah. So I was much more of a of a Street Fighter guy, but I did play a little Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, I was a Mortal Duke. Kombat guy. Yeah. I was a Mortal Kombat guy. Ah, Duke. Yeah. That's uh. <laughs> So, Johnny Wilkies, man, that was a good episode. I yeah, like good old Booth John Wilkes. <laughs> Boothy boy. That was very interesting. I didn't know that stuff about It's a lot of stuff that him. they don't tell you in school. Um, oh, yeah. like There's a lot about Lincoln that a lot of people probably didn't know, like Chris was well, saying. And that's if you even you know make it to Lincoln mm-hmm. in, oh, yeah. you know, in a history class. You know what I mean? Anymore, yeah. Well, I just told you before, Lincoln was a depressed man. He actually... Uh, before he became president, he was put on suicide watch by his friends a number of times. He got poetry all the time that was beyond sad and depressing. And some of it got published under a different name because that's what they did back then. And uh, like one of them's about suicide, and it's crazy creepy. Didn't his wife uh, have like nervous breakdowns and stuff? They had her committed. Time. She actually ended up after his death getting committed. Her son committed her into yeah. a, a, psychi- a psychiatric hospital. And I had heard that they had had problems, and I don't know how true this is, but there was rumors that he was that uh, Lincoln had like gay tendencies, like he was homosexual, and that that was the problem. There's between a, there him was and his a lot of that too. I mean, there's a lot of things. Uh, as he was uh, before he became president, he fell in love with a couple girls apparently, and they would all die before he met Mary Todd. Hmm. Uh, and actually, when he was engaged to Mary Todd, he fell in love with another girl, and uh, he was going to break off his engagement, which back then was a humongous deal. Yeah. And uh, that girl ended up passing away from like some kind of disease or something. Really? So everyone that's he dated weird. died. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, you know, a lot of his children died. Like I said, the only that one lived. A couple of them died while they were in office. And Mary Todd actually it would ha- would hold seances in the White House mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Yeah, because she just missed her kids so much, and she really wanted to talk to them. Imagine if Lincoln was one of those really crazy sadists that, like, he ki- he was killing all these people, killed his kids, killed all his girlfriends, and no one ever knew. His yeah. wife his wife started, like, having a feeling something was going on, and so they had her committed. That's the that's Chris Chavez's opinion. That's his only. That's not shared <laughs> that by me. That is not history whatsoever. Uh, we'll no, be, yeah, no history whatsoever. We'll no. be covering Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter on another co- episode. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and uh, another, this is going to add to the creepiness. There's actually a very famous photograph that Link, that uh, Mary Todd had taken after Lincoln had died. And you can see Lincoln behind her in the, in the photograph. Really? And, um, yeah, a lot of people say that it's uh, it's false. Like the guy who did it was a, a charlatan, if you would say. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people say it's a, it's just a, it's Lincoln's ghost in there. And to this day, they still say the White House has Lincoln's ghost in it. Yeah, the, I've heard about that. And he actually, uh, before he died, he actually had a dream that he was going to die. That I have heard. Yeah, he actually had a dream in which uh, he he was walking down the steps of the White House. There's a big crowd down at the bottom of the steps. 
And he asked somebody, what's this crowd about? And they said, the president's dead. And then he looked up and saw a coffin, and then he saw his face in it. Wow. I'd also heard some weird... Have you ever heard the story about uh, John Wilkes Booth's mother when he was born? Was holding him, sitting by the fire, staring into the fire, like praying for to God that, you know, he guide the son's life and make his life a great and ha- what would be his, you know, his purpose in life. Yeah, I think I heard somewhere like uh, she had told him that he was going to change history. Yeah, yeah. And she's, well, she said, thing. yeah, because she said she saw in the flames the word country. Like the, the flames started to form the word country when she was staring into it. Yeah. And obviously after the events, his brothers kind of uh, disowned him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, his uh, sisters, I, yeah. I, I, she, they wrote a lot about this this uh, this sibling of theirs. Booth was very proud of his last name too, and when it was discovered that his dad actually had two families, uh, he was very uh, upset by that too. Yeah, because what actually happened was his dad's actual wife ended up coming over here, <laughs> and every time she would see <laughs> his dad in the streets or whatever, she would scream stuff at him and call and say that all his children were bastards. Scab! Scab! Yep. <laughs> Screaming at him <laughs> down the street. Adulterer! Yeah, that kind of fun stuff. Cheater! Yeah. Which is uh, just no, that's everyday language today on MTV. You remember, back then, it was crazy. you remember back in the day uh, when Britney Spears went crazy and shaved her head and bashed the crap out of what's his name's car? Yeah. That was her back in the days. She was shaving her head and screaming at what John Wilkes Booth's dad. <laughs> Cheater! And throwing squirrels at him, Smash, smashing his, smashing at his horse's legs. Good lord! Like, uh, yeah, like Tiger Woods' his wife would into his car, running the horse off a cliff. Yeah, good god! <laughs> That's Chris. Uh, no horses were hurt during the making of this episode. <laughs> That's all fake. We're just making jokes, people. Oh man! Alrighty then, gentlemen. All right, uh, that's over and out. Dropping the mic. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, mic drop. Any promos you guys want to shoot out before we, we finish up here? Go ahead, Carter. Shoot yours first. Uh, let's see. My third novel, Spider's Web, has just come out on Amazon. So nice. So pick it up. It's a science fiction novel. Uh, not a horror novel where people get ripped apart like what Johnny doesn't like. <laughs> uh, so please go out and pick it up. It, it, it'll blow your doors off. Spider- to be fair, it's not that I don't like. That is just that I don't want to be somebody who is ripped apart himself. <laughs> it sounds crazy painful. You said it's called Spider's Web? Yes. Okay, awesome. And he's sending me an autographed copy at some point. Very nice. Of course. After I beg him and beg him. <laughs> and promise that you will read it. Uh, what, if you send it to me, I will definitely read it. I'll read your horror ones, too, if you send them. <laughs> nice. Yeah, my word. I do like scary books. I don't like... Movies and stuff which people ripped apart. Big difference. Books, it's different. I love Jurassic Park books. People get tore apart in those all the time. <laughs> yes, they do. Nice. So, uh, and I, I, for, as for me, I have uh, another show called Retro Bliss with Trevor Franklin in which we cover the old classic video games uh, of your Nintendos, your Super Nintendos, your Sega Genesis, and of course your, uh, your Nintendo 64, just kind of the era that we shoot for. That's on Chris's network, which I'm sure he'll get to when it's his time to plug. And also, my Instagram is johnnyism28. You can go there and you'll find not only my art on there, but also a lot of goofy ramblings. Not unlike what I do on here. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, as for me, I'm, I, I have another podcast as well, Back Issues Comic Book Podcast. 
we also have a few other shows that are coming out, more content. Definitely check out the network website, BICBP-radio.com. There you'll see our most updated um, podcasts and episodes uh, where you can also find them on iTunes and hopefully Stitcher gets their act together. Usually Stitcher is attached to iTunes. Once you've uploaded to iTunes, they refresh their information from iTunes and you should be able to be found on Stitcher for some reason that hasn't happened yet with some of these shows. So, But keep an eye out. You should be seeing that happen at some point. Um, and also real quick, make sure you check out the History Creeps Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, yes. Make sure you start joining that because we're going to start adding more stuff, all three of us on there. As it, yes, as, we as, are. And as you'll see, we like to put updates on some of the shows we talked about. If there's new updates in the news, we'll make sure to address them. Uh, like and, and houses for sale. That's one of them. That's pretty cool. Um, we, they found the uh, actual site of some of the witch hangings, and we talked about the Salem Witch Trials, so that's up there. There's all kinds of cool stuff up there. Check it out, Facebook. Um, that's about it. I mean, anything else I can't think of? So. I think nope. that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, for Carter Johnson. Johnny Townsend. This is Chris Chavez. And that was me. History Creep signing out. See you guys that next was him. time. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Peace out.